שלום עליכם. Where are we holding? What are we doing here? We need to get stronger, right? We need to find ways. Today I saw a class of a certain person. I, like sometimes it's so complex for me to like understand how, how like people being choose to be leaders. Like you have some people who are so phony and so not honest and so not not nice like even not uh, not even pleasant to the ear and um, it's weird the 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 layer of of lie of uh, of fake is uh, is so thick is so heavy it's like it's uh, it's troubling like really but um, what can we do? We need to be strong. I'm so happy that um, that we came to that deep understanding about the holy tribes of Israel. This is something so important. And um, so I just wanted to read a little bit for you from those uh, amazing testaments of 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 Jewish people who met. Um, who met like real original um, tribes, real people from from different tribes, and um, and brought like clear evidence and amazing, amazing testaments on on those Israeli people. So here I'm just gonna say a few words. I'm just gonna read a few parts. Um, a person named. Yaakov Danieli from Tel Aviv, Israel, he said that um, that he himself met many of the people in Pakistan, and he met a, a, a leader of um, and few people from children of tribe that is related to the tribe of Binyamin. Today they are Muslims and they live over there in Pakistan, but they all remember that their ancestors were from the tribe of Binyamin. They don't remember themselves ever in the land of Israel. They don't have a tradition of remembering it. And they're talking about a war, a war between the siblings, between the brothers that took place in the desert between the tribes of Israel. And because of a horrible uh, crash of the tribe of Binyamin. Most of them been killed and certain individuals ran away to the desert and they never came back. They just wandered and wandered from one land to the other. And like we remember that story, it's written in the Bible that there was a story that is called Pilegesh Bagiv'ah <clears throat> a very unpleasant and very hard uh, thing happened by the tribe of Binyamin and that they did something very, very awful. And the rest of the tribes of Israel fought against them and many of them been killed. And you see that those people in, in the desert of Pakistan, 
they remember that uh, story that's their tradition another story from a person named Hanania Davidov and he said that he was in a group of merchants that were selling and buying um, merchandise in different villages and they were close to the border of Pakistan that it's a land that is full of mountains and they and the Indians sellers are taking advantage of the situation over there. They're on, they're like coming and like whatever he's talking about, um, about his merchant. And then he's saying that one time he was with a group of ten friends, came to a place that was full of mountains, uh, on the border of Pakistan, and he met the the sheikh, the leader, uh, the religious leader of that village, and they told him that they were Jewish. That fact woke up that leader's curiosity and his people, and they came all the time to visit us and to talk to us more and more. And he asked us many questions about our Judaism, and he said that they are from the tribe of Binyamin, from the children of Israel, and that in the time when the Islam um, was conquered those areas they had to convert to Islam that they won't be killed and he said he's testifying this person named Hanania Davidov he's saying that in the eve of Shabbat on Friday afternoon they were leading candles lighting candles and then they were covering the candles with a basket that was built from something like a net that it no one will touch it and they were very curious about our religion and how much we are keeping our religion how observant we are and they were just asking us but we were scared to ask them because afghanistan is a very radical muslim um, country so we forgot to connect with them because we didn't want it to be arrested for that communication. Because for a small thing that you just even like ask some questions or something like that, people can be thrown to prison for many, many years. More testaments. A person named uh, Nun. Noon means they don't tell his name. They're not telling exactly what uh, what's his per, uh, first name, family name, Mashiach. He's saying, I'm from Persian and lives uh, for tens of years in the Holy Land of Israel. But I cannot forget what that happened to me once when I visit Afghanistan for merchandise, for merchants, for business. He was in a small city close to the border of Pakistan, and the British were um, were over there um, ruling in India in those years. And the, the, the people, for the, the, the villagers, the people who lives in the village over there, they are very brazen and aggressive warriors. And... Um, 
and because that they are very very dangerous so you need to come to like agreements with them that they will not uh, attack you and um in one of the times when they went together um with soldiers that were protecting them those warriors from the villages cross uh, close by um went to their to their uh, to their caravan and and wanted to attack them but then they saw on him that he's Jewish and they started to ask him questions and they recognized that I'm foreign and that I'm not Muslim and they didn't touch me and they started to investigate me and I told them that I'm a Jewish mer merchant from Persian from Paras and they allowed me to speak with their leader and that's what he told me this person named Nun Mashiach is saying that the leader of that tribe in Afghanistan is saying we know that our source <coughs> we're coming from from Israel from the Israeli tribes it been we have been told that uh, like from earlier generations every old person is telling the next and we were keeping um, the the following the Bible like the Jewish people until the 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 Muslims started to um, to force people to to convert to Islam, and we've been forced to convert. And it was um, their tradition that they know that one hundred years before the first Muslim people came to their area. So in 100 years earlier, um, people from a tribe, from tribes who were worshiping idols that were serving fire, came and attacked them and took everything they found and also many ancient books they took from them. And because of that fact, many of the principles of the religion um, they lost them because they didn't have no uh, written book just only the um, the tradition by mouth only the oral Torah only the memories that they told each other and because of all those difficulties and the consistent fear the connection to the Torah and to the tradition became weaker and weaker and when the representatives of Islam came to them and threatened them to accept Islam on themselves, they didn't have a choice. And when they told them that they also believe in uh, the unity of God, they accepted on themselves the Islam to be saved from death. But they are still keeping their tradition and they know and remember that they are coming from the tribes of Israel. We have many, many stories like that. Here you have another story about, I will, this is another person named Michael Gol from Tel Aviv, Israel. He said, when I was a child, there was a rumor to the, came a rumor to the city Harat in Afghanistan that the king his name was Amir Khaviv Allah Khan, the father of the king Aman Allah Khan. He will come and look at the city when he is riding his horse. 
So all the Jewish people of the city um, gathered, and his father, the father of this Mr. Michael Gol, was one of them, that he was a very honorable merchant in that area, and they decided to accept the king with great honor. And him, when he was a kid, Mr. Michael Gol, was pushed by his father to accept the face of, of the governor, to tell him hello. And then the king came and asked, which tribes, uh, tribe are you from? So they said, we don't know, we're not sure, we don't have a, a, a legacy, and we don't know um, in 100%. So the king answered to him, we know we are from the family of Muhammad Zai. We're all from the tribe of Binyamin. So the Muslim king is telling the Jewish people that we're not sure from which tribe they came, that they know, that he, the king himself, he knows, that he's from the tribe of Binyamin, from the seed of Shaul HaMelech, King Shaul, from the children of Yonatan. And the children of Yonatan, he had two children, one named Afghan and one named Patan. And Afghan, he's, so that king is saying that the reason why Afghanistan is being called Afghanistan is because of the child of Yonatan, that his name was Afghan. And Patan, and we know there is a great nation over there in Afghanistan that they're called the Patan, Patanim. So the king thanked the Jewish people over there and commanded his ministers to give um, golden coats and golden hats um, to every one of the Jewish people that were there, and he respected them with great honor. They wanted that all the non-Jews in the area will see the great honor that he has for the Jewish people. Um, in the book, um, I don't know how you call that book. That's the last in English. I don't remember the name of that book. The last um, um, book in the in the in the twenty four books of of the Bible. It's called Divrayamim, the words of the days. I don't know how you probably have a, a a different name for it. So over there, it's written that the name Piton is the grandchild of Yonatan ben Shaul, and um, so. The, in Pakistan, in an area between Pashawar in Pakistan to a place that is called Jalal Abad, there are the Patanim and they are the children of that person named Piton. And they have few Jewish customs. On their clothes, they have like four wings two from inside, close to the chest, and two to their backs. And it looks like a small talit. And they're putting white strings, two, in every one of those wings. And they have side curls. And in the eve of Shabbat, the elder women of the tribe are lighting candles in the corner of the room. Between the people who lives in that tribe, you have people who call themselves themselves Afriti. And who are they? They are people who claims to be from the tribe of Ephraim. Afriti from the tribe of Ephraim. And also they have people that call themselves Gadji. 
named the, under after the name of the tribe of God, Levani. They have different group of people that relate themselves to the tribe of Levi, and they're called Levani. Another tribe is calling themselves Shafa Mazhav, means um, religion in bounty. And we don't know the meaning of that, what's the source of it, but that's how they call themselves. Another tribe is calling themselves themselves Shimoni from the tribe Shimon. And they live between the city of Maimana and Shabarkan, between Okacha and the city Mazar. And over there, people live in tents, and they had one room that was closed, and people were afraid to enter to that room. And one time, a Jewish person went through their village and asked them if they are willing to allow him to open the door. And they told him that if he is not scared to enter to that room, so he can do that. But they are afraid to. And he went in and he found a whole Bible written on on a cloth, on leather, like the Jewish people. So they had an old ancient Sefer Torah, a Bible, that was written on, on, on cloth, on, on leather. A young person came to me and told me that around 30,000 Jewish spirits, I mean Jewish souls, people, lives close to the city Habat Abad, that is close to Ahur and Peshawar. Today it's called Pakistan, and they live in special um, ghettos, like closed neighborhoods. And in Friday afternoon, they're closing the gates of their neighborhoods, and in Saturday, they rest and they don't work. When they have arguments between them, so elder people of their community are meeting on Saturday afternoon in the large, like they have a yard, open yard over there, and everyone are coming and talking. It's like a Jewish court. It's it's like, it's a testament that is showing that they have some kind of Jewish court and they have a room that its door is door is closed on lock and people afraid to open that door and everyone is kissing that door and goes to his home so it's like it reminds of of the Hechal the 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 ark for Sefer Torah that people are coming and kissing it and going home and they're afraid to open the door. No one knows what there is inside. And the uh, women um, that uh, that ha that that um, in those days they have period. So if a man was coming close to a woman with period, so he will. Um, so in Shabbat, he will need to be separated from the public and to, and to be like isolated. In the eve of Shabbat, they're lighting candles 
and they're not getting married with people from different villages that are not from the same tribe. They have a special cemetery that all the dead people of their tribe, they bury only there. And they're putting in the grave their dead, when their heads are to the east and their legs are to the west, like the Jewish people. So they have that tradition. You see, many, many things. In the city Jalandar, between New Delhi and Ahmedabad, there is a tribe that is um, that few thousands of people are, are in that tribe. And they have names from the Holy Bible, and mainly the names of the ancestors and the Holy Mothers. So means that mainly um, most of their names over there, the Jewish names are Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Leah. Amazing. Another story. name from a person named Mr. Gavriel Borokhov. He said that he went out from from Bukhara um, to the city Ankoi and from there to Mazar and Kabul. One time he and his friend were riding on their horses on the mountains in Afghanistan to a place that the Afghani tribes that are wandering like Bedouins are are, are are living and they saw on their clothes that they have something certain sign on their backs so they asked if they can see that and they shown it to them and they all had like a menorah like a Hanukkah with nine candles on their backs and they all had two side curls on their cheeks and I asked them who are you what's your name and they answered, our name are Shivronim, Afridim, and Gadim. Shivronim sounds like Shimonim, from tribe of Shimon. Afridim sounds like Ephraim. Gadim sounds like God. This is amazing. Those are amazing, amazing testaments. He said that he met an Afghani Jew, his name was Abba Koret, and he said that when he lived in Afghanistan, he drove with one of the people, with few of the peoples from those tribes in their car, and he found a mezuzah tied to their hands. One of them was holding a mezuzah in his hand, and they were all always covered with a blanket like talit. On, their, on top of their clothes and when they were praying they were spreading that talit of theirs, their blanket in front of them and they called it Janamaz. Janamaz means a place of prayer. That was the place to pray under the talit. And those tribes are very rich and their wives are very healthy and they have many horses, cattle, animals, cows, um, and, and donkeys. 
they liked to ask us details about the Jewish people and they told us that every Friday after they finish pray, praying, their wives are lighting candles and that the women are going to a clear, clean, pure water source and they're dipping after their period. After the day, and they're counting few days, clean days, and then they're going to dip in the sea or in a, a pure water source. And that the men are never uh, in an intimate way with their wives in the time that they have period. And, and he was a barber, this Mr. Gabriel Borokhov, he was a barber. So he offered to them to, to cut their beards and to fix their hairs because that was his um, profession. And they told me, okay, but they warned me not to cut their side curls. Most of them are growing their beards and they all have mustache. And they're praying like the Muslims, but in different ways. They pray five times a day, but in, but they have a unique prayer. They're getting married only inside their own tribes. And they live close to Kabul and Peshawar. And they knew that we are B'nai Musa, the children of Moses. But... In a certain time, after certain Jewish people started to sell them harak, alcohol, they didn't like us anymore. Except for that, they thought that we are competing them in merchandise, uh, in merchant, and they didn't, uh, like, since that day that the Jewish people started to sell them alcohol, they had, like, uh, an argument with them. They were not happy with them anymore. This person, Abba Koret, that we heard about him, that came out from Bukhara, he said, we were buying wool by the tribes of the Afridi and Shinwari. They knew that I am Jewish and that I'm not eating meat from their Shrita. It was not kosher for me. And their elder people told me that they were once also Jewish. One of them that was over 90 told me that he heard his father, that his father told him that they were Jewish from the tribe of Shimon. Shinwar means Shimon. And they have side curls and they're covering themselves with a long, long fabric on their clothes that looks like the talit. The head of the tribe of the Afridi means tribe of Ephraim, a man named Mahmud Khan Tarzi. And his tribe lives between Siband and Kandahar. Not all the women are lighting candles. Just four or five elder women are lighting small candle in Friday evening. And they say that there is, it's, that it's reminding of something. This is a memory for them. They're doing it for memory. Like we say, Zachor Veshamor, you need to remember the Shabbat. So they're doing it for a certain memory. They're lighting the candles, not inside a room, 
and they don't do it in public. It's under a certain um, covering for the wind not to blow off the candles. You have many more testaments here and I, I think it's very, very exciting. I think that it's amazing because even if those people are still until today, they don't remember, they don't have the same tradition like we have. It doesn't mean that they're not like equal um, siblings to ours, you know, brothers, sisters, tribe of God, tribe of Shimon, tribe of Binyamin, tribe of Ephraim. And, and all of them are keeping a certain tradition that like like us. The tribe of Shimon, Shinwari, they are merchants, they're business people, they're all carrying weapon, they all have side curls, but the side curls of the Afridim from tribe of Ephraim are longer than theirs. Shinwarim, they have one synagogue in a village named Andra and one in a village named Molmol. They are circumcising their children when they are eight days and some of them are circumcising their children when they are 12 or 13 like the Muslims. Patan, this is a name that the Muslim are calling the Afghanistans. The people from Afghanistan, they call them Patan, but it's a nickname. It's not like, oh, that's their name. It's like, it's that's how they joke. They make jokes on them because that's how the Jewish people call them. So it's like, you're the friend of the Jews. It's like the Muslims are calling the people from Afghanistan the friend of the Jews. And also, there is a tribe over there that the name of that tribe is Yosef Sai, means the children of Joseph. And also, they have a tribe that is called Musa Sai, means the tribe of the children of Moses. And they all been forced to become Muslims, even though they came from the tribes of Israel. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. One day, suddenly, a huge, wonderful, beautiful spirit will hover, will change the, 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 the world, will wake up the, the souls. People will suddenly recognize their, their souls and will, will find joy and satisfaction in a greater way to be observant and to keep Torah mitzvot like the tree. We choose it, right? We're not being forced to do that. We're doing everything that we do out of our great will and our love to Hashem and our love to the Torah. And um, many others are waking up as well while we speak, while we talk about those topics. We need to make those... Uh, we need to put it... Uh, out there in the world for everyone that feels that he has an inner connection to the nation of Israel, that he will step forward, that he will join our public and will become one one with us. And the fact that communities of, of Jewish people are finding it hard to help 
people from uh, like converts and people from different cultures or different nations or even lost tribes or whatever is like it's okay it's a stage you know it's a phase it's as of today it's still hard to convert it's still hard to join uh, the Jewish people but uh, not for long it's not always going to be that way soon Hashem will wake up more and more people and it's going to be a huge movement it's already a huge movement but it will get even greater and larger and bigger and nicer than it is today and there will be no more questions everyone will join Hashem and everyone will dance with Hashem and everyone will speak the words of wisdom from the Torah and it will be all open and the gates and the doors and windows everything will be open May Hashem give us the strength and power and energy to rise and shine and always to be happy. Even if we have difficulties, we should be happy. You don't have a house, you should be happy. You need to strengthen yourself. You don't have friends, you still need to be happy. You don't have money, you still need to be happy. You need to find your inner completion with yourself. You need to, to remind yourself of your own mission. Okay, so I don't... I haven't achieved all my goals yet. I haven't earned all my my rewards yet. I haven't collected all all my debts yet. But but still, the things that I'm carrying within are precious and are important. And a person should always strengthen himself to recognize the good qualities of his soul, of his spirit, of his emotional body. And to be proud of yourself for who you are and to be happy with yourself on who you try to be and for the great things that you try to make in this world. And may Hashem answer <clears throat> all our prayers and accept all our requests and answer them in no time. And we'll see and experience the wonders of His creation and the beauty and glory of His grace upon us all. And we shall be redeemed as one person with one heart. Amen. Can you hear that song? Thank you so much. Thank you.